Hello and welcome to the special support section of Melee's Turnwheel, the sub-series dedicated to discussing the many supports of the Fire Emblem series. I'm your host, I'm a Melee Kirby, and today we are looking at the mercenaries who join Roy in Chapter 2 of Fire Emblem The Binding Blade, including Lot, Wade, Deke, and Shanna. Possibly in that order, I'm not sure yet. But anyway, sorry it took so long to get this episode out. I have been putting it off, <laughs> not because I don't really want to talk about it, uh, but because I've been uh, mostly playing Fire Emblem Engage, to be honest with you guys, which I do plan on making a bonus episode about my thoughts on Engage uh, in you know when I finish it, which should be, I should finish it within the next couple of days. Uh, I don't know when that episode will be out, but um, yeah, look forward to that. Uh, I have I have a lot of thoughts on it, and I want to you know, n- probably nothing like super long, maybe like, you know, half hour, 45 minutes, just talking about how I feel about the game, my my initial thoughts um, after completing one playthrough. And yeah, I mean, that's the only engaged content you're going to get for like six years. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, but getting ahead of myself, um, I do plan on recording this episode and also the next SS episode. I'm going to have to get used to that. The next SSS episode, back-to-back. So hopefully those two shouldn't be too far apart from each other. Um, And then, of course, the next main episode will be coming out, uh, as usual, on the weekend of the... What would that be? The 20... No. We're going into February. Fuck it. I can't can't do math across months. Um, But yeah, uh, soon. Soon trademark. Uh, so yeah, you have you have potentially up to four episodes to look forward to in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys enjoy that. So that's enough beating around the bush. We are going to go ahead and start our discussion of these characters with Lot. Lot has five support partners, uh, most of which are also going to be in this episode. He has a support with Deke, Wade, Shanna. And then he has one with Lance, who we already looked at, or we looked at that support uh, in the last SSS episode. And then he has one with Echidna, who is a character who we'll be meeting in the next main episode. Uh, So we're going to talk a little bit about her here. Uh, So let's just go ahead and start with, uh, with some familiar territory and talk about his Lance support. Now, if you remember, his Lance support kind of goes into their shared interest in, like, strategy and... The tactics of battle, they talk a little bit about the weapon triangle, uh, they play some strategy game together, chess basically, um, fantasy equivalent, Fire Emblem equivalent of chess. And then their ace support kind of talks a little bit about how even though they're in a disadvantage, disadvantageous position strategically, Lance still has faith in Roy to you know, pull ahead and secure a victory. Um, now I have to say this support definitely does a lot more for Lance than it does for Lot. Uh, the most I can say for Lot is that I, I had honestly forgotten that he wasn't just the stereotypical meathead. Um, he's definitely the calmer of the two Axe Bros. You know that that uh, g- uh, that general you know Axe Bro dynamic. You got the the uh, Bart Bartray and Dorcas. You got Ord and Cord. You got who else? Actually, is that it? No, that can't be it, right? Because usually, nowadays, it's usually only one axe bro right at the beginning. Well, you get my point. He He's, uh, you know, there's there's always this dichotomy of, like, 
One of them is a little bit more laid, laid back, and, uh, oh, Orson and Halvin, those are the other ones, yep, okay, that was it. Um, one of them is usually a little bit more laid back, one of them is a little bit more fiery and, you know, hot-headed. Lot is the more laid back one, um, but, and maybe it's just because, you know, I haven't really read any of the supports for these guys, but I kind of just expected the more laid back Axe Bro to also be, not necessarily stupid, but like, you know, this guy, this guy's smart, you know, he's, he is on par intellectually with a knight who has been trained for presumably years, um, to be a, you know, to be a good strategist and to, and he's, uh, he's, you know, matching him, uh, he's, ma- he's matching, matching him in a battle of wits, uh, across a few of these supports. So that's pretty cool. You know, it, it kind of, uh, subverted my expectations of what I was, what I was thinking Lot would be like. Um, but past that is really it's really nothing special. Um, so I'm just gonna go ahead and move on to the next support, which is his support with Deke. This support is really simple. It almost feels like, and I, I feel I think a lot of supports are like this in FE6. I noticed this in the last episode as well. It feels like the beta version of like or the Cliff Notes uh, outline of what a more modern support would be. Um, you know, it it hits like the big the big points the big bullet points and it gets across like the gist of what's being said but it doesn't really do anything there's no there's no like introductions there's no like fluff and to a certain extent i kind of respect that but it is a little bit jarring uh you know being used to some of the some of the newer supports um his deke support just sums that up really well you know like c support is just talking about roy um, and how he seems to be a good leader, but they're just, you know, they're they're concerned about his level of experience. Um, B support is just mostly focused on Deke backstory and saying like he was. Uh, we can talk more about this when when we get to Deke, I guess. But he uh, he was working for a guy who left him for dead. Basically, he purposefully sent them in as a decoy to buy himself time, and then Deke, all of all of his companions died. Deke was the only one who lived, and he instead of being killed was was tortured um although he did manage to escape alive um but they kind of muse about how how roy is different and he doesn't you know he doesn't seem like that like that type of person and then the a support is just them kind of talking about a a little bit about their perspective as mercenaries um how mercenaries are kind of usually supposed to care about money and nothing else really um that is a little bit contradictory um because alien mercenaries are said to be extraordinarily loyal, um, so I don't know what that's about. Uh, that's, the support seems to contradict the lore we already have, but that's that's pretty nitpicky. And then they they both say that they feel like Roy is someone who they could die for and feel comfortable doing it, um, which is sweet. Uh, it's definitely more of a Deke support. Um, I'll give it that, but still nice nonetheless. Um, shows that lot kind of is a, is a nice guy. He likes Roy. He kind of warms up to to Roy immediately. Oh, uh, a note, a note here. And I think, I think Wade and possibly also Shanna, uh, do this. Uh, he refers to in the English script, he refers to Deke as bro. And this is a very interesting, I, I, I don't really like, it's not my forte. I don't know any Japanese really. Um, but I do like talking about certain quirks of translation because I think there's a lot of interesting stuff here. Um, I'm, I have not read the Japanese script, but I would put a million dollars on the fact that 
in Japanese, uh, where he says bro, it's probably meant to be aniki, uh, or aniki, and basically that doesn't really have a great English equivalent. Um, it's, it's often translated to bro, um, but I think probably the closest you could get in English would be like the slang term boss, like, hey boss, what's going on? Um, you know, that kind of thing. And I just always thought it was weird how that gets translated as bro. This is not the only only translation to do it, not by a long shot. Um, many, 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 many uh, English translation or official English translations of games and anime uh, change Aniki to bro. And I just never really got why. But uh, like I said, there's not really a good English equivalent. So anyway, tangent over. Um, this support isn't very good for a lot either. It's all right, I guess. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, what is it, draw blood from a stone? Uh, it's, it's not looking good so far for a lot. Now, the Wade support actually turns things around a little bit. Uh, it's a pretty good support for both of the guys. Um, first of all, it's not made explicit until the third, uh, to the A support, but it's, it's pretty heavily implied immediately, uh, that Lot and Wade are from the same village, they're from the same hometown, and they know each other pretty well, and they know each other's families pretty well. Um, you know, they're kind of just bickering about, you know, Wade being a little bit too reckless. And, and Lot says, uh, Mary asked me to protect you. And that is apparently Wade's sister. And Wade kind of gets embarrassed. Um, the B support, they talk about Lot's mom. Wade says, oh, you need to buy some medicine for your mom. Um, but then Lot tells Wade that his mom actually passed away. Um, and, and he and Wade argue a little bit about how Lot should probably go home because he has a, I guess, a younger sister that that one, I don't think that's made explicit, um, but it, it, some kind of, uh, you know, family relationship um, who is now alone without his mother. And Wade is like, oh, you should go home. Um, but Wade or Balot refuses and says, you know, I, I need to, I need to see this job through to the end or something like that. Um, and then the A support, they just kind of like resolve to make sure that they don't die. You know, they're going to keep each other safe and they're going to make it back to their hometown together. Um, and uh, we're not going to talk about this for a little bit, but we do actually visit their hometown uh, on the Western Isles uh, in Chapter 10B. Um, so I'm very excited to talk about that. They have unique dialogue in some of the houses there. So, yeah, uh, that that will be something that comes up. But uh, I, th I just think that's really cool how they they you know, write, they write a backstory for these guys and then they like integrate it into the, into the world and into the game itself. That's pretty neat. Um, and I, I like that. So overall, pretty good support for Lot and Wade there. Um, we're going to be saving a lot of time when we get to the other guys, because I'm going to be able to, to skim through a lot of the supports. This is why I kind of wanted to do like a bunch of the similar guys together. Um, for, for, you know, the fact that when we get to the Wade support, I can kind of just like jump through it real quick and talk about how it applies to Wade. Alright, so next up is Shanna. The Shanna support is really cute. Um, if you can't tell, I'm actually pausing the uh, episode and going to read these like in real time. Um, but I, uh, you know, obviously I'll, I'm going to cut out all the downtime. Now, the Shanna support is very cute. Um, Lot is kind of giving her tips on how to, how to you know, survive in battle. Um, Shanna complains that she, that he's kind of being a worrywart. Um, and then in the B support, they talk a little bit about how Lot has a sister. So I guess that answers my question from before. Um, you know, uh, Lot has a, a very young sister. Only she sa uh, He says she's not even 10 years old yet. Um, and so Lot kind of like, you know, Shanna, Shanna reminds him of her. Uh, so he's, he's making a concerted effort to help her stay safe. 
Um, and then in the ace support, they just, you know, they bond a little bit um, more. Um, Shanna refers to him as her big brother, and that's cute. It's pretty good support. Won't, won't say it's anything groundbreaking, but, uh, you know, uh, probably the best one so far. Um, I'm starting to think that Lot maybe, maybe just isn't a very interesting character, but, you know, it is what it is, I guess. And finally, the Echidna support is actually pretty good. Uh, this one is probably my favorite Lot support overall. So, for context, uh, Echidna is another character from the Western Isles alongside Lot. Uh, now, the interesting thing about this, and it doesn't really come up in the support, but I, I think it helps add context. Um, Echidna is exclusive to the A route. Um, and if you remember, I mentioned earlier that Lot only visits his village in B route. So, you cannot have him support Echidna in in any scenario where he also visits his home, his home village, um, which isn't particularly pertinent. I just think it's interesting um, because they do talk a little bit about about his village here, and it comes up a couple times. Some of his backstory with Wade, um, but yeah. So the the C support um, has them kind of meeting each other, and Echidna telling Wade or sorry Lot that she wants to build a village in the Western Isles for the people who lost their home during the war. And Lot says that that's a really good idea, but in the B support, um, they start talking. He's like, do you have the money for this? And she's like, well, no, <laughs> but, you know, uh, details, details. Um, and they talk a little bit about a mine where they might be able to get some money. Uh, and the, the A support, they have a nice little interaction where, you know, Lot gives her some of her backstory. Um, throughout the support, especially in the C and A supports, Lot is very preoccupied with the fact that he might die um, because, you know, it's a tough battle and he doesn't want to make any empty promises uh, if he if he's going to end up dying. So he ends up telling uh, ends up telling Echidna, you know, um, I don't want to die. You know, I, I have a, I don't plan on dying because I have a sister back home to take care of. And Echidna, <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure I, I haven't obviously read any of Echidna's supports yet, but. I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, one of the main through lines throughout all of Echidna support, supports is that she is a terrible people person. She has, like, zero emotional intelligence. Um, so there's a fun gag in here where she's, like, trying to cheer him up. Um, and the way it comes out is basically she says, oh, well, if you die, don't worry about it because I will take care of things for you. I'll make sure that your, your family is taken care of. So you can go ahead and, and die without any worries now. Um, and... He realizes what she's trying to do and just thinks that it's kind of weird. Um, but it's cute. It's funny. Uh, I like this support quite a bit. And I think that if it was, you know, that the, the, if this level of quality was consistent throughout all of his supports, um, you know, I'd have a lot of different things to say about about Lot. But unfortunately, I don't. So, you know, oh, well, I guess. So that's Lot, a pretty mundane character overall. I, I do think, um, you know. The through lines of his of his sister uh, being relevant uh, across multiple supports. Um, I think the preoccupation with with possibly dying and not being able to make it home is interesting and adds some some texture to his character. But overall, I wouldn't say that he's one of the Binding Blades more standout cast members. Um, but he's fine, you know, well enough. I've definitely seen worse characters. Uh, so yeah, that's that's a lot. So let's go ahead and move on to his partner in crime, Mr. Wade. Wade has also five support partners, um, two of which we've seen already. We've seen the Allen support in the last episode. 
we've seen the lot support earlier in this episode, and then we've also uh, we're we're about to look at um, in addition to those two, the Deke support, uh, the Shanna support, and he has also has an Echidna support. So he actually has the exact same support partners as Lot, except you flip Alan for Lance, I guess when you when you know for for Lot. Um, so yeah, starting off, let's uh, let's quickly revisit the Alan support. Yeah, it's it's just them training, you know, um them having a combined one brain cell is very entertaining. Um and they they kind of bro out together and it's pretty cool. Um but nothing here really worth talking about for either of them. I'm pretty sure this was was one of the weaker Allen supports as well, so um you know, not not much really to say about it. His Deke support is cool and fun mostly for Deke. I think it it adds some some layers to his character. For Wade, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, basically, all it is is Deke sees that Wade is kind of being reckless in battle. Deke tells him to not do it, you know, to, to be a little bit more aware of his surroundings. The beast support is kind of funny because <laughs> uh, Wade just literally can't even remember what Deke said to him the first time. Um, so uh, Deke has to repeat it. And then the A support is is Wade kind of getting a wake-up call um, about... Uh, you know, he almost dies in one of the battles and he realizes that he was being too reckless and, and is going to take, um, he's going to take Deke's advice. Um, and that's really all there is to it. I think for Deke, again, we'll talk more about it for, for Deke's side of things when we get to him. Um, but I do, I do like it for, for Deke, um, at least a little bit, but for Wade, eh, it's, it's funny, I guess, to see just how much of a, of a scatterbrained he is. But other than that, Nothing really worth mentioning. Next is the lot support, which we've already seen. Um, I do th- like the support. Again, I like this for both of them. Because I think for on Wade's end of things, it really, you know, he's very blunt. He's very, um, he, sa- he says what he wants um, and damn the consequences. And I think that he, I mean, you can tell, like, just the way these two are written, you can tell that they've known each other for a really long time because they bounce off of each other really well. Um, you know, Lot is clearly used to being the the cool, calm, and collected one, um, helping Wade out of tight situations. Um, but then on the other end of things, Wade is going to be the one that calls Lot out on his bullshit. Um, in the B support in particular, um, when Wade finds out that his mother is dead or that Lot's mother is dead, he says, uh, Lot, you're more stupid than I thought, and Lot says maybe so. Um, so I think I think Wade um, and he have a really good relationship. You know, he's the one who's going to say what needs to be said, whether Lot wants to hear it or not. Um, I know I'm reading a lot into that, but I, I definitely don't think it's too much of a stretch because that is that definitely comes across as the dynamic that they have with each other. The Shanna support is really good, and I think that looking at the the Lot Shanna support and the Wade Shanna support next to each other really highlights uh, how similar and different they are at the same time. Um, it's very similar in concept. Um, Wade is worried about Shanna because she's, you know, being a little bit reckless in battle. And in fact, it's really interesting because despite Wade being consistently, you know, every every single person, I think Alan did it in his support, Law is doing it, Deke is doing it, everyone is telling him to cool off. Wade, for the Shanna support, is the voice of reason, and he says, you need to stop charging in without thinking. So, I think that that's some good character uh, characterization, because it shows that Wade is capable of thinking about these things. He is aware, 
um, of, of what that looks like. And either he's just not thinking about it for himself um, because it's, it's just not occurring to him. Or maybe he's intentionally avoiding thinking about it because he mentions in the Deke support that it just doesn't sit well with him. I think it comes up a couple other times too. That's just not his preferred method of fighting. Um, but he is definitely able to recognize when it's a problem. Um, and, and I think that that's cool. Um, and, and then of course, you know, Wade is much less, um, like he, he's much more of a jerk about it. Um, you know, they, they're kind of like, um, Lot is, is kind of the overprotective big brother. Um, whereas Wade kind of meets her at her level and kind of, you know, it's, it's almost like they're two children bickering back and forth. And I mean, Shanna literally is a child. So, you know, that's, that's fair enough for her, but Wade is, is I think a grown man. Um, so it's definitely not as, uh, as understandable for him. Um, but you know, they bicker back and forth, but it's clear underneath it all that he, uh, genuinely cares about her. And in fact, in the A support, um, he kind of like lets, lets it slip a little bit that he, he's worried about her and Shanna kind of teases him for that. Um, it's cute. I like it a lot. Um, it's, I, I, I like it about as much as the lot Shanna support, but for, for different reasons, basically. So the Echidna support for Wade actually follows the very similar to the Shanna support follows the exact same beats as the lot version. Um, and on the one hand, I don't know how I feel about that because I, I do think it's a little bit lazy. Um, maybe lazy is too harsh of a word, but it, it definitely feels like looking at these two back to back, you know, they were clearly were <laughs> clearly like, all right, we're going to take uh, this template and you just use it for both um, because they are pretty similar. So I can't exactly blame them, but I honestly kind of like it uh, at the same time because I do think it's cool um, to see, like I mentioned with the Shanna support, how these two differ um, and when put in very similar circumstances. Um, so Echidna approaches Wade uh, and just like Lot asks him to help her with this village. Um, but unlike Lot, who agrees right away, Wade says no. He just straight up says no. And then um, Echidna tries to like, you know, try to, tries to basically say, oh, you know, you want to do it. Come on. I know you're going to help me out. Um, it's funny, you know, Wade's kind of getting pissed off. Um, and then Echidna, um, tries to, in the B support, tries to talk him out of being a mercenary, um, by saying you might die at any time, which is interesting because when Lot was bringing that up in his support, you know, he was saying I might die at any time. She was kind of trying to get him to to ease up a little bit and to not be so down on, on about the situation, um, which I don't really know what that says about a kidness character. I guess we have a little bit before we need to think about that, but I don't know. It's just it's just worth mentioning, I think. Um, and then he uh, Wade kind of tells the same uh, cave story uh, haha, uh, about the snakes. Um, actually, I don't know if I even mentioned that in the in the. Uh, lot support because it was very incidental there um but yeah they're there when they were a kid they checked out this cave um and lot says you know wade went in and got scared by some snakes and left um but the way wade tells it he went in and like uh you know killed some monsters um and and you know was a was a big brave warrior um you know killing a bunch of monsters and i i, I think it's funny too because like theoretically um, you could have Echidna get to a B support with both Lot and Wade in the same playthrough. So it's really funny to think about, you know, her hearing the story from Lot and then going to Wade and hearing the exact same story and being like, all right, <laughs> you're full of shit. Um, I mean, she, she knew that he was full of shit anyway. Um, 
it's funny, uh, and this is um, I don't know how often this is going to come up, but I think it's it's worth talking about. Um, monsters in Fire Emblem is honestly an interesting subject because it's honestly like a, like a split down the middle. Maybe not quite down the middle, but but it's it's a pretty uh, even split between the Fire Emblem games that have genuine actual monsters and the ones that don't. Um, now, 6 is one of the ones without monsters, but if you have played Engage or um, Awakening or Three Houses or Gaiden or Echoes or um, uh, was it Sacred Stones um, and maybe even a couple of the others, you'd be forgiven, you would be forgiven for thinking that monsters were just like a staple of the Fire Emblem universe, um, but they're really not. Monsters don't exist in every game. And they don't exist in this one either. So it's really easy to forget that when Wade says, I killed a monster, um, Echidna is just obviously going to assume that he's full of, full of bullshit. Although, to be fair, in most of those games, monsters aren't really normal in the same way that, that they are in, like, you know, D&D or whatever. Um, because they're being caused by, like, current events uh, going wrong in the world. But that's neither here nor there, I guess. So anyway, the uh, the Echidna support is pretty all right, and this episode is already going way longer than the other one, um, or well, it's it's going to be pretty long, I think, but that's okay. Um, Wade's an all right character. I like his supports on average a little bit more than Lots, um, although I do I do like them about equal um, when they're you know the Shanna and the Echidna supports when they're being you know put side by side like that. Um, it's neat. I like it. Next up is Deke, and Deke actually has six support partners, um, Lot and Wade, who we've already seen, Shanna, to be expected, uh, and then a few characters who, uh, you know, we've, we've kind of, I think we've talked about two of them, oh, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, the remaining support partners are Clarine from Chapter 4, Rutger, also from Chapter 4, and then Klein, who is a character who we will be meeting in the next main episode. So yeah, uh, a lot of supports to get through on this one. So let me just quickly go through the Wade and Lot ones. Um, I, I mentioned that I liked the Wade support uh, for Deke more than I liked it for Wade. And what I meant by that was um, it's genuinely pretty sweet to see how much Deke cares about Wade. Um, you know, Wade has been, we're going to talk a lot about, he's had a pretty rough backstory um, if all the scars on his on his body weren't enough to tip you off. Um, but, you know, Deke's ha- had a pretty rough lot in life. Uh, <laughs> no pun intended. Um, but, you know, he's he's made it finally with this new mercenary company that he's in charge of. And the remaining three guys really look up to him. And you can tell that he is genuinely invested in their safety. Um, lot is kind of like more at his level intellectually. Um, so he doesn't necessarily need to like, you know, babysit him in the same way. Um, but with Wade, you know, he, he wants Wade to stay safe. Um, and I think that that's very sweet. Um, it's pretty mundane compared to most of his other supports, but I do think it's, it's worth mentioning. And then the lot support is, uh, we already talked about it. He, yeah, it's, it's just more, more backstory about how he was, um, how he was, uh, left for dead and then tortured. Um, you know, standard stuff, the usual. Uh, but no, moving on to Shanna. The Shanna support is quite similar to the Law and Wade versions, um, at least at the beginning, where he is kind of like teaching her lessons about how to be a mercenary. I think it's really interesting to see how 
Wade kind of messes it up a little bit by making it too personal and, and being kind of a dick. Uh, Lot is very much, um, you know, he's a little bit too overbearing. Um, whereas Deke really kind of gets it, I think, a little bit more than those other two. Um, and he, he doesn't necessarily, you know, scold her or lecture her. He tries to teach her, you know, and to, and to give her guidelines, you know, provide examples, um, explain to her, you know, his, the logic behind what he's thinking rather than the other two who kind of just say, do it. Um, and I think that's pretty cool. You know, it shows a difference in, in their personalities and their, their, and it, gives pretty clear indication of why he is the leader. Um, now, the A support is a little bit sweet. It, it's honestly very sweet. Um, he basically tells her that she shouldn't trust people too much um, because it's always possible that, you know, he explains that this is kind of a good guideline for being a mercenary. It's always possible that people are just trying to use her. And he says, just for an example, you know, it's possible that even I'm just giving you orders to try to save my own skin, basically. And she immediately dismisses that idea and says, you wouldn't do that. I know it. Lot and Wade know it. Like, we trust you completely. Um, and and we, you know, we feel like we can entrust our lives to you. And Deke doesn't really have a have a way to respond to that, but it's, it's, it's very touching. Um, I like Shanna a lot. Um, we're going to talk about her in a bit. Um, but I think, I think the consistent theme throughout all of her support so far has just been that she's just so, so genuine. Um, and you know, she, she brings to you what you bring to her, I guess, you know, like if, if you're, you know, if you're kind to her and you show her respect, um, then she's going to do the same to you. Um, but if you, you kind of want to bicker with her, like Wade, you know, she's going to meet you at that level too. It's, it's, it's sweet. I like Shanna. Um, but this isn't about Shanna. This is about Deke. Um, I think that it's an interesting perspective from Deke here, um, and, you know, going hand in hand with the, with the lot support, um, we can very easily see why he might say something like this. He has been betrayed by his employer in the past, um, and knows what that feels like. And so he's kind of trying to, trying to give her a lesson on how if you're a mercenary, you know, you can't be too careful and you really need to be sure not to trust anybody. Um, and Shanna, I, I like to think Shanna kind of challenges that perspective, um, because what Shanna basically says to him here is that, no, there are people that I can 100% put my faith in. And I think Deke has probably not felt that way in a long time. Um, I'm, I'm basically writing my own fan fiction at this point, but I, I, I like to imagine that, you know, this, this stirred something in Deke a little bit, you know, for someone who's been burned his whole life, um, it's really not, it's probably not a thought that he's had in a really long time, like, oh yeah, it is possible for me to fully put my faith in somebody. Um, and, and as much as it's not, um, like, highlighted as much, but again, in the lot support, when he starts thinking about Roy as being someone trustworthy, um, you can kind of see how in, in this support, or rather, you know, once you read the support, you can kind of see how that's, you know, a pretty big step for him, you know, realizing, hey, this guy is someone who I could fight and die for and feel like I, I, I made a good decision. Um, so yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot going on here. Um, now we go into the, I would say the main backstory supports, at least two of these are. Um, so his support with Clarine is up next. This one's just funny. Um, it's, 
it does give him a little bit of backstory, but I don't think it's anything that you wouldn't get from reading the client support. Basically, uh, Clarine is, you know, following him around. Um, he kind of like annoys her. <laughs> he's, he's, he's talking, you know, mad shit or whatever, um, gets her upset. But then he lets it slip that he knows her father and her brother, um, Pent and uh, Klein. Now, uh, if you've played FE7, then you would recognize, you would, you would most definitely recognize that name um, as being one of the characters in FE7. Um, but for now, you know, the, and, and honestly, if, if you aren't very far in this game yet, you probably won't recognize Klein either. Um, but, you know, obviously, Clarine uh, thinks it's a little bit weird that this, she, that this guy, who she has no idea who he is, knows her father and her brother. Um, so basically, she tries to just bug him into telling her, um, and it doesn't work until the A support. Um, the B support is basically just filler. We can skip right over that. But the A support, he basically explains that uh, he worked as a pit fighter for their family, and through some circumstances that we don't know at this moment, um, he saved Klein's life. And apparently his family, uh, you know, Klein included, you know, Pent and, his, and, and Louise, her mother, um, were just ranting and raving about this guy, about how cool he was and how, how um, you know, apparently Clarine heard a lot of great things about him. Um, and Deke doesn't really have like a response to that. Um, I don't, I would imagine he probably wasn't expecting that, um, especially since, you know, when she says, you know, you said you say my brother's life, he's confused and says like who told you that um and and she says well everybody did uh so pretty cool uh pretty interesting but yeah it, it kind of just seems like a watered down version of the of what i assume the client support will be support will be like but i haven't read it yet so i guess i could be wrong but before we get to client we are next going to talk about his support with rucker yeah, so the uh, the Rucker support is more backstory for Rucker, um, although it does have a cool a couple of cool moments for for Deke. So the C support, um, you know, Deke and Rucker are kind of like sparring with each other, or I guess Rucker is trying to spar with Deke, and Deke isn't having any of it. Um, but Rucker says, you know, you're the only one who's like strong enough to give me a challenge, um, which I think is cool. I love power scaling. I don't know if it's ever come up before, but I do like power scaling a lot, um, especially with properties I'm very familiar with. So whenever I see stuff like this, I'm like, I'm like write that down, write that down. <laughs> Deke, Deke is on the same power level as Rucker. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a little fun to see support. Um, the B support, Rucker talks about how they met a guy on the battlefield um, who led the attack on his hometown. Um, if you remember when we recruited him in chapter four, we found out that he had a personal vendetta against Byrne. Um, and it turns out that the reason for that is because Byrne attacked his hometown, uh, Bulger, which is a place in Sakai. And he, yeah, they, they killed everyone basically. And Rucker was the only one left alive. Um, because I guess he's, he's mixed. He's, uh, part Byrne, part Sakaian, um, and they thought he looked, he didn't look like a Sakai native, so they let, they let him live, um, and, and killed everybody else, which is really messed up on a lot of levels, um, for obvious reasons, but I'm going to talk more about that when we, when we eventually do Rucker, um, but for now, just focusing on Deke, uh, Deke, oh, so, so the context is that they fought, they fought the guy who led that attack, um, it's, it's, you know, some, 
nameless generic guy, or maybe it was a boss. I don't know. I mean, it's not, you know, given a direct answer. Um, but he apparently led the attack on the village and Deke says, you know, sorry, if I had known, I would have left him for you. Rucker, you know, kind of dismisses him, but, but Deke expresses concern, uh, for his safety or for his, uh, for his like mental well being, I guess. Um, and then in the A support that kind of continues, whereas Rucker, uh, Rucker isn't feeling well. Um, he hasn't been sleeping well and Deke kind of picks up on that and asks him about it. And then Rucker kind of like lets the floodgates open and, and like he, he had already told Deke about the village being destroyed, but this is kind of where it all comes flooding out about, about, um, you know, the actual like details of the attack and how he lived. Um, and, and, you know, he's, he's being very emotionally vulnerable here, which is not common for Rucker. Um, so it's interesting. And then Deke kind of offers, uh, offers his, uh, his hand and says, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to help you. I'm going to be your, your partner in your revenge against Burn, basically. Um, so they, they kind of team up, um, and decide that they're going to, they're going to fight together. And that's cool. Um, it's a good, it's a good moment for Deke. I think Deke consistently, um, is just shown to be a very naturally caring person. Um, he, he tends to enjoy, um, I don't know if enjoy is the right word, but he has a tendency to look out for people and to know when people are not in their peak, um, and, and to kind of like guide them to, you know, being the best that they possibly can be. So I think Deke, Deke is very much, uh, you know, he puts on this, this facade of being kind of like, I mean, he is strong. Um, I guess how, how much, how, I can't think of how to word this. He, I mean, especially in the Rucker support and in the, in the Clarine support as well. Um, he definitely puts on this facade of like not caring and being very detached. Um, but when it comes down to it, he is a genuinely kind, caring person. And I think that that, that really shows in most of his supports. Um, and we're going to probably see it again in the client support that we're about to read because, um, obviously we've already established that he saved Klein, um, at some point in the past. So let's go ahead and talk about that one. Okay. So the client support is pretty good. Um, I am going to be that guy and complain about some stuff when we eventually get there. But for the, for the, uh, initial part, I would say the, the C and, and B supports are pretty good. Um, they reunite basically, you know, Klein and, and Deke like realize, you know, Hey, you're this guy that I'm, I'm have a history with. Um, now the only thing notable about the C support is that Klein mentions the coup d'etat, um, which spoilers, there is a coup d'etat later on in, um, in Epi six, uh, against the Truria. And I don't remember exactly when it kicks off. I want to say it's like chapter 13 or so, um, maybe a little bit later. Um, but it, I mean, it's, it's really not that important, but the, the funny thing about this is that you can get the support, I think, um, theoretically much earlier than that. So, you know, it kind of spoils what's going to happen later in the story. I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe there is like, like the minimum support point requirement is going to take you like three chapters to get no matter what, but I just thought it was interesting. Now the B support is where things get a little bit more, uh, fun um, or a little bit more, you know, meaty, the B support basically has Deke doing that same thing where he's like, you know, kind of guiding Klein and helping him to, to, you know, make smarter choices, be, be a better fighter. Um, 
and and keep himself safe, basically. Um, Klein kind of sees this as, as Deke babying him a little bit, um, and Deke doesn't deny it, although, as we've seen, he kind of just does this with everybody. Um, so I definitely don't think it's a, it's a you know, he sees Klein as a child. Um, in fact, he actually kind of leans further into this and says, like, you'll always be little Master Klein in my eyes. And Klein kind of floats the idea of, like, hey, why don't you come back to my family because they really they really miss you you know they cared about you a lot um and deke kind of shuts down the conversation and says stop talking to a lowly mercenary like me and that's the end of it um so the a support is where things get more interesting and then also a little rocky um i don't know exactly how i feel about everything in here um but let's go ahead and, uh, and unpack it a little bit so um klein i don't know why he does this but he basically just recounts the details of what happened in a very weird awkward way um explains explicitly to the to the audience what their relationship is and then he proceeds to say uh that pent hired uh deke as a pit fighter and the pit fighter he's telling this story as if it's not deke he's talking about it like it's somebody else um just for context so uh, he says the pit fighter you know, uh, fought for my father and, you know, spread his name. But then eventually he bought his freedom and left. And I felt betrayed. But now I understand why you did it. And it's because you didn't want our family associating with a lowly mercenary pit fighter. And then he, like, D kind of chimes in and says, like, you guys were way too nice to me. And Klein counters like, hey, we were worried about you. It, it's a little bit of a back and forth. Um, and eventually Deke concedes and says, all right, um, I will come back and see you guys again. Um, and and I, I mean, Klein says you'll you'll be with us like family again. So it seems like he's planning on just going uh, full stop back to Etruria and just like being a part of Pence family, which is a little weird. Um, kind of, kind of based though. Honestly, I I would want to be a member of Pence family too. Um, now, nice here. Um, I like I like Deke's character in this. Um, he definitely, it's definitely characterful of him to to think these guys are being so nice to me. This is gonna hurt their reputation, and I care about them so much that I'm going to leave. Um, I'm a little confused in a couple of places. So first of all, um, like, like Deke, Deke says, uh, what does he say? Uh, Lord Pent and his wife raised me as if I were their real child, regardless of the complaints and finger pointing going on around them. So basically people were complaining about how nicely they treated him. And he felt like he felt uncomfortable with that. He felt like they were putting themselves out too much for him. So he decided to leave. Now, the question I have is, if they cared about him like their own son, why did they have him fight in the arena? Why did they have him fight to the death with other gladiatorial pit fighters? Um, I mean, I assume these battles were to the death. It's, it's kind of ex- described as like Roman gladiatorial combat because there's a lion involved. So I don't know what the deal is there. And then there's this bit about, about Deke buying his freedom. And I mean, I can't, like, I don't know exactly what that means, but I mean, 
the the implication, at least the one that I'm picking up, is that he was like a slave? Question mark. Um, like I don't see why we'd have to like if he was just a servant for hire, I don't see why he couldn't just quit. Um, or like if he was if he was in servitude to the guys who ran the pit fighting arena and not Pent specifically, then why why would Pent not just like buy him his freedom immediately? He's a noble. He has a shitload of money, so he could do that. And I get that I'm I'm reading too deep into this generally pretty sweet, like this interaction between two people who care each, care about each other very much. But I just can't help thinking like there's some stuff here that doesn't add up, and I don't really get it. But um, you know it's fine. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Uh, it's a good support overall. I like it, and I do think Deke is very consistently characterized as someone who is willing to always you know take people under his wing really help out um and and protect people you know he's a very protecting caring person um and that is a common theme throughout all of his supports except i guess arguably the colorine one um but you know besides that okay and with deke done we can move on to the final character of this episode who is shanna who boy uh shanna has a whopping seven support partners. Let's quickly run through the ones that we've already seen. The Deke, Wade, and Lot supports, I think, are really good. Um, and, and for Shanna's perspective, I think that they really characterize her well as being someone who's, who's very sweet, very genuine, and who will, um, kind of, he, he, they, she's very good at seeing through people's bullshit. Um, especially, you know, uh, and, and, uh, bringing a fresh new, perspective um that i think the other three find genuinely refreshing um but that's really all there is to say about them i've already talked about them pretty extensively so we can go ahead and just move on to the new stuff um let's save roy for last because uh this is the first romantic roy support um and we'll we'll, uh but we'll get we'll touch that later um we will move on instead to zealot who uh you know we've already seen um in the previous main episode so the zealot support is honestly really cute, um, and I, I like it a lot. So first of all, we should establish that Sh- uh, zealot is Shanna's brother-in-law. Uh, he is married to Shanna's older sister Juno, and this support basically consists of her like bugging him for a bunch of personal details about their relationship, like how did you meet, how did you propose to her. Um, you know, like all of these things. And then in the A support, Zealot tries to turn it around. It's like, hey, do you, do you, are you interested in anybody? Do you have a boyfriend? And she's like, well, I'm not going to tell you that. And she leaves. <laughs> and he's like, wait, <laughs> well, this isn't, this is, this seems like a double standard here. Um, she keeps guilt tripping him into telling him things by saying like, I, we're, we're family, aren't we? And I just like, I can just picture in my head, like there's, there's one line in particular where she's, um, she said, what were your, what were your proposal words? And he says, you want me to tell you that much? And Shanna says, yes, I'm your family. And then there's like a pause and she says, aren't I? And it just in my head, I picture Shanna doing like the cute puppy dog eyes. Um, and it's adorable, honestly. Um, if, and again, I'm really just headcanoning the fuck out of these. Um, but it's cute. I, I like this support a lot. Um, and it's, it's, I think it's a good example of like how to write a good support without being overly heavy on the backstory. 
um, because I think it's a really common criticism to say that a support is boring without really being able to articulate why. Because a support doesn't have to be filled to the brim with backstory to be interesting. You know, like it helps for sure. I like learning more about these characters, but, and I guess we do learn a little bit here. I mean, we learn that Juno or that, uh, that Shanna and Zealot are family, but other than that, we don't get a whole lot of, of like, there's, there's no like tragic backstory here. There's no details about like why a character is the way they are. It's just two people having fun together and, and bouncing off of each other in a really fun and interesting way. And that's good enough for me. Um, this is kind of like like this sort of thing is what sets apart a, a support like this from what's a what's the support that I've called boring. The the like all of Wolf's supports basically are just so boring because he's not really bouncing off any characters in an interesting way, except like Roy a little bit, I guess. Um, it's just you know two people talking to each other, um, and I think you know you can kind of, if you want to be reductive, you can say well aren't all Fire Emblem supports just two people talking to each other. But I think if you read like the Walt Marcus support or the Walt Lance support, um, and then you read this one and you try to look at me and tell me that they're the same level of interesting. I mean, obviously you're entitled to your opinion, but I just, I don't, I don't get it. I really don't. Um, this is fun and I like it a lot. Now, next up we have her two supports with her. Oh, I didn't go through her, um, her supports with all with all I didn't go through all of her I can't talk tonight guys um I did not go through all of Shanna's support partners at the beginning like I usually do um so just real quick it's the three we've already seen in the other characters this episode Deke Lot and Wade Roy who we're going to talk about at the end and then Zella who we just talked about and then her two sisters Thea or Tate and Juno um, so now we're we're gonna talk about uh, Tate, who is the the first one. This episode is gonna be a bitch to edit. <laughs> I'm realizing so many fucking stumbles. You guys are just gonna have to to put up with me on this one. I think I, I when I do off the cuff videos like this uh, or episodes, I tend to stutter a lot more, and I kind of intend for these to just kind of be like quick little episodes to put out. Um, so I'm probably not gonna be super hard on myself for for little mistakes um but yeah anyway tangent over the tate support is very funny um and very cute i like it a lot the pegasus sisters archetype is one that's existed for a very long time it was in the original fire emblem game with pala katria and est and while they weren't fully fleshed out until echoes i think that they represent the like archetypical trio of sisters really well um pala has a lot of anxiety and and like emotional exhaustion from having to like take you know take care of her sisters um tate has or uh, sorry katria has really really bad middle child syndrome um and est is tired of being treated like a kid and I think that those three are are really the best of this archetype has ever been, at least as far as I can remember. And it's interesting to see how other games kind of tackle it and and do things a little bit differently or a little bit similarly. Um, now, like I said, those you know kind of character traits weren't firmly set in stone until Echoes. Um, but 
I do think it's it's worth considering, you know, like that that's just like you could write any trio of sisters and that would probably be like a good direction to take those characters just like regardless of the context um that that is a good a good way to to write a trio of siblings i would say um so i think my point with all of this is i am probably going to be i i wouldn't say like comparing it throughout um but i i am going to be keeping in mind you know palacatrian esque as like the template for these guys and and seeing where you know, they took inspiration and where they decided to deviate a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's literally exactly comparing. Uh, but um, it's interesting to think about, I guess. And that's the only real reason that I brought it up. But anyway, first off, uh, we have Shannon and uh, Tate um, is the first uh, support between this trio. And it's pretty similar. It starts off pretty similarly to her other supports. Um, you know, she's being kind of uh lectured by her sister um in a in a way kind of similar to to lot from from her earlier support um but unlike lot she kind of like brushes tate off and just kind of flies off um in the beast support something really cute happens so you know tate kind of continues her lecturing and shanna's kind of you know complaining that she's being mean um and then tate tries to emulate juno um who is their older sister in a really cute way um where she i guess she like pats shanna on the head and shanna is very taken aback by this and she's like was well, that's what that's what juno tried to do um did i like do it wrong did i mess it up and uh shanna says did you hit your head <laughs> and uh tate basically you know says okay fuck you <laughs> i tried um and then the A support, Shanna tries to goad uh, Tate a little bit by telling, you know, she says, I love you. And then uh, Tate doesn't say it back. Um, Tate in general just seems to be a very reserved with her emotions kind of person. Um, and so there's a, a fun little back and forth here where Shanna says, oh, you don't want to say it out loud. I guess you hate me. You've always hated me. Um, kind of similar to what she does with uh, with Wade. Um, you know, she, she likes to tease people. She likes to kind of like egg them on a little bit um but she means she means well she's doing it she's doing it just to have some good fun um and it's cute and i like the support a fair bit now next up we have the juno support which is uh you know these two are also sisters um so we'll see how that one kind of differs a little bit uh, a little bit of an anticlimactic note to end on but the juno support is just kind of cute um it's not groundbreaking or anything it's you know juno's a nice older sister she kind of dotes on shanna a little bit asks her how she's doing very much a motherly figure um and then the ace support she tells shanna that she has a she has a baby uh, she had a baby with zealot and shanna is like very excited about this and is like where's the baby i want to i want to hold her i want to uh yeah i want to carry her and then juno says uh, I can't bring her to the battlefield, Shanna. And I mean, I think that she's completely right. You know, I, I think it's it makes perfect sense why she wouldn't want to bring a child onto the battlefield. And I can't really think of what kind of mother would even think about bringing a child onto the battlefield. Um, but, you know, I just figured it was worth mentioning. And then Shanna says, wait, then that makes me an aunt? But I'm still so young. And that's the end of the support. It's really nothing special, but it's uh, it's funny. Um, it's cute. I guess not really funny. Uh, they do mention the triangle attack, um, which I guess is supposed to be your hint that it exists, but 
you know, by the time you get the Shanna Juno support, B support, no less, um, the game's going to be practically over. So it's not really worth it, I don't think. Um, but I guess it's it's cool that it's in there. So yeah, um, that was the uh, the Band of Mercenaries and their support partners. Pretty good set of characters overall. I think Law is not really doing it for me, but the rest of them are good. Um, between Deke and Shanna, I mean, it's obviously going to be one of those two for my favorite. Oh, that's really tough. I like both of them a lot. Um, I'm probably going to have to give it to Shanna, though. I just, oh, duh, I'm stupid. I forgot to talk about Roy. All right, let me read this real quick. So, I'm glad that I remembered, uh, for obvious reasons, because otherwise I would have to go back and, and re-record it, but... Honestly, I think this might, out of out of all the supports that I've read between this episode and the last one, I think this one might be my favorite so far. It is really good. It has a little bit of everything. It has great character building for both Roy and Shanna. It has some cute romance um, between two characters who are like, I mean, it's tough, right? Because Roy is 14 years old, um, which makes it really awkward to pair him with anybody. Uh, especially Cecilia, who is one of his romance options. Uh, but Shanna is also 14, so uh, it works out pretty well. Um, and they're they're cute together. They have a genuine chemistry. Um, and and I, I mean, you know, as much as any two characters can have genuine romantic chemistry in three conversations, um, but you know, it's it's still something, right? Um, it's good. So let me, you know, that was the overview. But let me go through uh, and just kind of like explain a little bit about you know each level. Uh, so the C support is them kind of like bouncing off of each other um and roy basically saying you know you seem so carefree and laid back and shanna basically telling him to 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 loosen up a little bit you know um and and teaching him to to have like a good mindset to get him through life um and i think roy is obviously in a very stressful position uh he's the leader of this big army um and and has you know gone through a lot so I think that they they really complement each other. Um, Shanna being able to kind of get through to him and and you know teach him a little bit about how to enjoy life more. It's cute. I like it a lot. Um, and then the B support talks a little bit. We get some lore on Ilya. Um, so apparently it's a rule for an Ilian mercenary that while you're in training, you need to basically work with a foreign mercenary group of some kind, or maybe even like an army. Um, because you can pick up things from other cultures that you can't in Ilya. Um, so she gives examples like foreign fighting styles, foreign culture, and of course money. Um, which, you know, is cool. It's it's a, a neat little tidbit about the Ilian mercenary business, basically. And, it, you know, it's, uh, it's cute that um, Roy is... Because he asks, like, are you sure that you can stay in this army for too long? And she's like, oh yeah, that's no problem. Um, and, and realizes that he's, you know, a little worried about her and, and, you know, feels happy about that. And then the A support, um, you know, is them talking about what they're going to do when the war is over. And Shanna says, well, I'm probably going to go back to Ilya. And Roy seems kind of disappointed. Um, and Roy invites her back to Ferry, says you can stay as long as you want. Um, and is very clearly like, I mean, maybe this is a bit crass, but I would say he's pretty clearly hitting on her. Um, and Shanna, like, at the end of the support, it's like, wait, is he? No, no, that can't be right. Maybe? Um, it's cute. It's it's nice. Um, it, it has just a nice, well-rounded support with a lot of fun details about the characters and the world. Um, 
and I like it. I think it's a, a really good support. I actually, I, I might be biased because this playthrough, I do plan to pair um, Roy and Shanna, um, but that doesn't really matter. Like, my pairings aren't going to be, you know, they aren't really going to be talked about much, but um doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that's it for, for Shanna, for real this time. And I definitely, with this one, that really cemented it. Shanna is definitely my favorite character this episode. Um, she's really fun, has a great personality. Um, I really like her interactions with all the other mercenaries. Um, and, and Roy kind of teaching him to, to, you know, loosen up a little bit. Um, it's neat. I, I like her, and I think that she's a good character in Fire Emblem, The Binding Blade. Um... Yeah, that's really all I have to say. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Next time, for me, I'm I'm literally going to record this episode, or at least uh, part of this episode right now after I finish this one. Um, but for you guys, it might be a couple of extra days. I'm going to be talking about the Knights of Ostia. So we're going to be doing um, Bors, Wendy, Barth, Oiger, and, and then Lilina. So all the Ostia people, basically. And yeah, so that's going to be our first five character episode. Probably going to be a little bit longer than this one. I'm surprised at how long this one went. The last one was like 35 minutes, I think. So um, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that this one went a full hour. But, you know, I guess these these supports have a little bit more to chew on. But anyway, uh, look forward to that coming out soon. And then hopefully the uh, the main episode will be out relatively soon as well, um, depending on when this one when this one gets put out. Either way, I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you all next time. Bye-bye.